Welcome to the 1L2N podcast. I forgot what I was to say. <laughs> Off to a great start. Oh, yeah. Great intros as always. Yeah. You know what? I did. <laughs> I, was per- I was like, I was like, don't sing. Don't sing. Don't sing. <laughs> like, no, I forgot. Can you do it right without so I, singing? No, so I have to no, sing now. No, no, what, please. What I'm please. Nope. No, that's that not what I That is not how we need to do this. Well, I'm Amy, and we are joined by some very full people today, in whatever capacity that might be. Currently, mine is queso and burrito. Missy? I'm full of excitement. Mike? Uh, Powerade. Tommy? Full of life. And our fullest guest, Liam? Yo. He's full of yo. Liam, what are you... What are you full full of? Yo. Cool. <laughs> we are a family of creators going through the story writing process, and we're bringing you along for the ride. Hello, everyone. Today, this week has been a go week for Team Gilly. How is everyone's week going? My week went fantastic. So this time last week, I was really depressed, like, because I've been unemployed for a long time, and it's been frustrating. And then out of nowhere, a former boss of mine gave me a call and was like, hey, how's this position open? Are you interested in applying? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. And in one week, I went from unemployed to I have a new job and I start tomorrow. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So relieved to have a job and excited like I have something to look forward to and to work on and to just get back out into the world. Oh, it's very, very exciting stuff. And I'm really excited about like the company culture. It sounds like they really care about people and I've wanted that in a company. But a lot of the places I was searching for was just based on I just need a job. I'll just settle for whatever. And I didn't have to settle with anything with this company except maybe the the drive. <laughs> It's gonna be a long drive. Yeah. Although, <laughs> at least you're you're also working for like your favorite ex boss, right? Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, I had I had two former bosses I dearly loved, and oh. this guy is one of them. So <laughs> look at Missy Good. bragging. She had two bosses she liked in the past. I had two great bosses. <laughs> in my life, so super excited. No way. We are Lord so happy for you. Yeah, but you cool. got free Very free cool. parking pass, so that's okay. That's true, but. Without traffic, it's still an hour to get there, and we live in one of the heaviest traffic places in the country. So, trying to get into DC is going to just suck all around. But it's where you I feel really, like this, you really need to push for work from home for no reason. <laughs> I mean, there will be stuff. <laughs> there will be stuff I have to physically do in person, but I'm I'm hoping that that will be an opportunity at least some of the time. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that would be, be really do some nice. remote work because, like, oh. the way I figure it, the more you can do remote, like, you're available more hours of the day to actually work on things. If I'm going to be spending three hours a day in transit minimum, like, that's three hours of the day I'm not working on making your company better. So, but you know what? <laughs> Down the road. Yeah. In the meantime, I have a great podcast that you can listen to on your to and from journey. Is it this one? It is this one, yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I mean, listen to the radio. I'm a radio person. I know I'm old school, but. A podcast is like the radio. Well, no, most podcasts have commercials. So never mind. Ours don't. I, it's like a pre recorded like, radio. 
the yet, news radio maybe. because it also has traffic. And so I know, okay, issue ahead. Let me take another direction. I looked Trail into taking transit down and it's going to cost like $300 a month. So Oof. for now, I'm just going to drive. But in the future, <laughs> I might take the trains. They'll just private jet in. Well, actually, funny enough, I'd have to go over to the airport to jump on the train and then take that one down to Union Station and then from there jump onto the metro and then take that to work. But it'd be a lot more convenient, (laughs) believe it or not. That'd be a lot of podcasts and audiobooks you get to listen to, though. It would be. I suppose it would. There you go. Just be sitting there on the train. Yeah, you could switch it Mm -hmm. up, you know, do a little bit here, a little bit there. You guys will have to. Well, I think I have a list of things you should. Behind the bastards, they're going to recommend you behind the bastards. No, I have a list. Yeah, that one's on my list. You should absolutely listen to it. Oh yeah, probably listen to something that's going to pump me up before I go to work. I can listen to that on my way home. (laughs) It does. It it's it's good to listen to in spurts because yeah, it it teaches you some some things. (laughs) Yeah, but real crazy. But yeah, so new chapter of my life. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll see how everything goes. So tomorrow. I know I'm I'm very excited for you. I know we probably all are very excited for you. I know it's been a it's a long journey for you. So yes. yeah, excited to see where this takes you. And that doesn't mean she's not gonna be on the podcast. She'll still be on the podcast. You better be on the podcast. Oh, and that won't just, interfere with podcasting at all. So yeah, there you go. But yeah, we're really excited, and I'm very happy for you, Missy. Congratulations. Thank you. Woo! Again, pew, 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 pew. Honk, honk. Mike, what did you finish this week? I fi- we finished the cursing tree. It's done. It's ready to go out there. Also, that's good. That's good. Boy. Yes, officially. It'll have already been out, though, but we're now officially fishing. Finished with Officially it. Officially finished with it. Yeah. But I'm very excited. What else? Oh, school, I guess. Yeah. Technically, <laughs> technically, I got a degree this week. But I don't feel like I really finished school because I'm going to continue going. So it's, but you, it's you not finished like a, done. finished a phase of school. So yeah. what is your degree in? I got a Bachelor of Science in Forestry and I'm graduating cum laude. Woohoo. Right. Awesome. Nice. Let's go. Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Well, that's also. So. All right. I did take a test this week. It was one of my finals. And <laughs> I left my notes at home. You're allowed to bring an 8 by 12 sheet of paper oh, no. with mm-hmm. all the handwritten notes on it that you want. And it is the most difficult final that I could have taken. It was in a watersheds class. So it's very formula heavy and concept heavy about the hydrology of watersheds in general, and especially in forestry in our region and stuff like that. So I left my notes at home and I walked to school. So that is about 40, 45 minutes away from my new place. And I got to school a little bit early. And then I remembered almost when I was in the building that the notes were sitting on my desk. So I ran down to the computer lab and jotted a bunch of stuff down. And I went, oh, well, it doesn't matter. I can fail this and get a C in the class. So I just took the exam and totally bombed it. I think I got a 61 on it, which is the worst grade I think I've ever gotten on just about anything in school so far. And so I dropped my grade from an A to a B. So maybe I don't have cum laude anymore. Um, well, yeah, cum laude means that your overall GPA is 3.4 or higher. Oh, what, getting... what's magnum cum laude? Because um, it didn't list that. That it's is... an ice cream. Let's look that up. Because that might be... you've got cum laude, you've got <laughs> summa cum laude and the magnum cum laude. For the audience, no, uh, summa Tommy is, is face the, palming the, so hard highest. right now. 
<laughs> but I thought it was a piece. You know, see, this is something I just don't know. I, so when I graduated with my associate's degree, I graduated summa cum laude, which means that I was in the highest rank because it was a 4.0. And I think now for, wait, or maybe it's magna cum laude. See, I don't even know anymore. Okay, summa cum laude is a 3.7 total GPA mm -hmm. and a class rank in the 95th percentile or above in a student's school or college. So I have the GPA, but I don't have the percentile probably, which is fine. I'm mean, 85th percentile. It doesn't matter. But also for someone who swore off college and classes, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. That's an awesome feat. Oh, thank you. Good job, Mike. That's that's really incredible. Yeah. Now I'm getting a master's. Woohoo. <laughs> He's so excited. <laughs> it's only two more years of work. And then as soon as I finish my master's, I'll be like, you know what? PhD is only like three years away. I guess I'll do that. I really do <laughs> And then your wife will doctor. murder you. Well, so we won't be staying here to do the PhD. That is the, the <laughs> goal. I have to That's go somewhere agreement. else. agreement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tommy, what did you do this week? Ooh, what did I do? Oh, that's the question on everyone's minds right now. What did Clearly Tommy do? Clearly not Tommy's because <laughs> no. he's doing something. What did Tommy do? Tommy, I know what you finished this week. I know what I finished too. It's a great it's container fucking cookie? show. Okay, okay. I, before I go to that, I had 10,000 calories or more in cookie dough in <laughs> two days. It was not healthy. <laughs> it was not healthy. It was so bad for me, but it was delicious. You didn't send me any? <laughs> it's just cookie dough. Uh, I mean, what, what do I have to say? It's so good. I can't send it to anyone. I'm greedy. But Mike, I, I recommended it. I don't think to me, but more to Amy. I think he recommended it to everybody. Maybe he did. I don't remember. Our Flag Meets Death. And mm. I binged that in two days. And ho, 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 ho. that's a really good show. I, I was not. I, I'll admit. I, I was not on board with the humor for the first episode to two. Like mm -hmm. the humor was just like, it wasn't it for me, but like episode three moving on, I was down for all the humor, but I was pretty much oh, immediately on board with the storyline and the ideas that were presented, especially in the first episode. I was like, okay, I'm interested in these characters regardless of the humor of the show. And they've done a wonderful job writing all these characters i think like no spoilers but they've they've also done a wonderful job of making a cast so wonderfully diverse without ever stopping to mention the fact that the cast is diverse you it We're just like works that. so naturally and you feel like oh my gosh race gender sexuality body type uh, yeah <laughs> body type it's all spread out through there and you don't realize it until you actually sit and think about it and I love that. It's like, it's the perfect way to be inclusive because they don't say, hey, look, we're being inclusive. Do you see that we're being inclusive? Yeah. No, they just write these characters as if. are. Yeah, they just are. And that was so wonderful to me. I absolutely loved it. It was a, it was a wonderful show and I highly recommend it. Very fun. I enjoyed that show. Y'all should watch it. And then, Amy, what else did we do? We, we went biking this week. It was really fun. I forgot how much biking is like so much fun. It's like walking, but faster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was also <laughs> with electronic bikes or electric bikes. And so going up the hills, it just made it so much easier. And you still have to pedal, but it's it just helps you along. And it, it was so much fun getting to explore the city. We got to see the quarry park. 
which is so beautiful and and creepy. And I just absolutely loved it, though. So it was so fun. It was like perfect weather. And yeah, it was just it was really, really nice. Yeah, I want I want a I want a bike now. I want an electric bike now. They're so much fun. And it's also nice because it feels like like I was still tired after we were out, but I wasn't like drop dead exhausted, gone. which was really nice. So you yeah, away, I recommend like, to anybody out had there. fun instead of just being like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, just just getting to and it's and it's really nice because especially the last bit when we were going back to the to the place to drop off the bikes again. Mm. It was a lot of downhill, but it was nice because you kind of saved up your battery so you could just basically full throttle the <laughs> rest of the way. You didn't have to pedal too much and it was just beautiful, beautiful scenery and there's a lot of little nooks and crannies in our city that's just really really pretty. Being a a tour guide and the bike mechanic, and then on top of that, a Gilgan, I know how dangerous confidence can be. So that was like my big worry was that you were going to get confident too fast on this bike and then make a mistake because a lot of people have done that, but you didn't. And it was perfect the way you did it. Like I, I took you to a few areas on purpose without you. I don't think you realizing it, but they were warm up areas so that when we got into the city, you were already comfortable with the bike. And then you were like, oh, I know the pedal assist. I know the throttle. So we're in the city on the road. I'm going to use this and I'm going to use this responsibly to drive yeah. with cars instead of against them or like mess <laughs> up anything. And you were listening to my call outs and it was perfect. It was a really fun time. There were no injuries, which was important. I know (laughs) I was I was really expecting just just a little side story for everybody the last time I was on a bike was about 10 years ago and Mike was visiting us when we still lived in Maryland and he was like hey let's go biking and I was like absolutely let's go this is great this is fun I specifically said let's go mountain biking did Uh, not hear that I thought it was regular (laughs) biking we were going no no you've told the story in the past sorry I'm gonna inject you thought that mountain biking was what we used to do as, on like rail trails as kids in the mountains. You did not realize that it was a different type of biking. Okay, yeah. Either so, way, I still didn't realize it was a different <laughs> different type of biking. So we get there and probably within the first 10 minutes, I think we we're like a mile away at this point. I don't know. I take a turn oh, yeah. down a very large hill really terribly, fall like was it ass over tea kettle over my bike, tangle my legs up in the handlebars and I land on a bridge that's at the bottom of this hill. The Mm -hmm. bridge was covered in like rocks and chicken wire for like better grip. My legs were all bloodied and bruised. My hands had like chicken wire cuts in them and I've messed up my knee permanently because of it. And so that was the last time I went biking. So there was there was a little bit of nerves going into this, especially because because Tommy was like, are you nervous at all? And I was like, why? He's like, because of what happened last time. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, your accident. I'm like, I didn't even think about that. Oh, no. Why, Tommy? Why would you bring that up ahead of time? So I, that's probably I, as why well I was as trying cautious. to keep people so. safe. She is also my sibling. So I wanted to instill this immediate fear into her. <laughs> and it was great. I love you. So <laughs> we I want had you to such be a great. fun time. Yeah. No, it was it was absolutely wonderful. It was like the perfect perfect day for it. So yeah, it was great. How fast and do these bikes go? Depending on the bike, it's so there's pedal assist and throttle, and there's like different classes. 
Uh, if you have a pedal assist and throttle bike, it goes to 20 miles per hour. But if you have just pedal assist, it can go to 28. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So should they be zooming and they're trying to follow some stricter laws so they can basically be used anywhere in the United States, including on trails. And then on top of that, they have like a bunch of European modes as well. So you can go in the settings and be like, turn off throttle, turn down mm-hmm. pedal assist so you can use them in Europe. They're pretty fun. Cool. They're great. So I, I don't know. This is a side tangent that's totally related to storytelling. But I know that <laughs> the last summer I was talking to somebody who did Uber deliveries. Or no, not Uber. Uber Eats and DoorDash and stuff like that. And he said that he used to bike in New York with, you know, a pedal bike. But they limit the speed on the app that you can go. And if you go over 25 miles an hour, then they claim that you're in a car. Mm. And the reason why they do that is because usually the bike deliveries get paid a little bit more because it's a more environmentally like conscious way of actually transporting yep. around. And I've always thought I would love to do bike deliveries, but I know there's hills and stuff that I will easily go over 25 miles on. And yeah. so do I have to slow down on the hills and be slower with my deliveries in order to get it done? So it's just one thing. I think I you know. put a GoPro on and then you'd be like, look, here's my video of me delivering. Well, then also, I have to buy a camera to make deliveries. <laughs> so Yeah, but it's probably good because people are stupid when it comes to bikes and they'll be like, I didn't see you. And it's like for your yeah, own literally. protection, it's a good idea to have if you're going to be delivering on bike. Just it's like a little dash cam. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Car ran or whatever and hit me. Well, the, the reason There's why no I would do it here thing. is because there is it's super bike friendly. There's bike bike paths and um you know a lot of small side streets and stuff um so i bike to school quite a bit and walk to school when i can but yeah biking is great that's the point that is the y'all should bike regardless of electricity or not well if you guys joined us last week you will know what we're going to talk about this week we kind of ended it with talking about if you could well we were talking about rewatching media for the second time and our experiences watching media the first time compared to the second time. And kind of flowing into that, I brought up the question of what is something that you would love to experience for the first time again? And everyone was like, this is a whole podcast. Wait till next week. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're here today <laughs> to do is to finally answer the question on everyone's mind. What kind of medias would you love to experience for the first time again? And I'll Get one of mine out of the way real quick. And I apologize, but I would love to experience Star Wars again, specifically episode like four, five, and six first time, just because I think that that I watched it so when I was so young. So it was so ingrained in me what was going to happen that I don't really have an experience of being wowed with like the big reveal of who Darth Vader was. So I think it would be really, really fun to go back now as an adult to experience that and see what that would be like or if i'd even like star wars because i love star wars because it's so ingrained in me from a child (laughs) would i even like it now as an adult if it wasn't for that so that's there you go i got star wars out of the way moving on let's go to the next one i don't want to belittle your opinion whatsoever i'm just going to speak (laughs) from how i feel i would take that and i feel like seeing that reveal of Darth Vader is Luke's father, I'd be like, that's stupid. And I'd just like laugh at it. I don't think, I don't think I would enjoy Star Wars. I mean, I don't. So I don't think, I think I'd enjoy it even less. You'd be like, these are B movies. Maybe I would enjoy it. Now I think about it like that. Huh? (laughs) Uh, Amy? Yes. I also had 
the Star Wars or Ridge Tridge on my list. Oh, the ding. Okay. Because <laughs> it has a lot of little moments of reveal. Like each movie has those items. And I just think it would be fun. Like even in episode four, when Han Solo is like, peace out. I got my money. Screw off. But then at the end, he comes back to be the hero. You know, like just all those little moments that you're right. We we have no memory of the first time because we saw them so young. So I would like to actually experience Star Wars the first time. Yes. Opinion vindicated. Validated. <laughs> Validated, I mean. I was trying to think <laughs> Screw about you, Tommy. this because <laughs> Star Wars garbage. Uh, the, <sighs> one garbage. of the things that I want to experience again for the first time is a video game. But I know what it is. Do I want to experience that video game nowadays for the first time or back I when I first experienced it? Because mm. those are two totally different contexts for how great something could be. Oh, Specifically, yeah. you want to keep talking about Star Wars. I think That's if you saw Star thinking. Wars right now for the first time, you might not like it as much because it is slower paced. It is definitely dated in terms of like cinematography mm -hmm. and you know graphics. And it was a product of its time that was totally unique. So I would love, if you love to have it, seen it like. In the context of being in the 70s. You know? Yeah, if, if you watched it in the 70s, it would probably would have been absolutely mind-blowing. And we watched it in the 80s and 90s for the first times, and it was still mind-blowing. But if you watch it nowadays, does that change? Is, the, is it context-specific that we might be talking about here or not? Mm -hmm. Oh, I would totally agree. A lot of the stuff I've seen, everyone's like, oh, you have to see this movie. It's so great. You know, all these clocks classics i say in quotes that i go and watch and i'm like yeah that sure was a movie mm -hmm. <laughs> the held up factor is a is an interesting one does it yeah. translate to nowadays or not does it transcend time i think specifically culture? for me for star wars i would love to see it in nowadays terms to see if i would really actually enjoy it because I don't know if my love of Star Wars comes from we watched it a bunch when we were kids or if it's because I actually genuinely like Star Wars. Because I think I genuinely like Star Wars. I pretty much have watched all of their stuff and I enjoy most of it. But I'm like, I don't know if it's that nostalgia factor that's, that's mm -hmm. you know, kicking in or if it's like, wow, I really enjoy this. I think it's very interesting and creative. So or for specifically for that, I would say nowadays terms. Alternatively, if they had, if we could watch something again for the first time, but it was remade in our time, like yeah. within the context well, of of our time. But now, now we're getting into semantics, and I, I just know, wanted I'm this just to saying, be a fun like, I just question. want to experience it for the first time the way it was yeah. supposed to be, oh, or in yes, the right yeah. mindset of what's supposed to be experienced. Forget all of the little details and the logistics of it. I just want to experience what was supposed to be experienced. If I could watch Star Wars again for the first time, I would watch all of its media in chronological order. And I wouldn't just watch the movies. I would watch everything but chronologically. Hmm. That's a big commitment. I would, I would want to do it that way. I feel like that would be pretty cool. It would be, it would be a lot different of experience. Instead of going to original trilogy and then going back to prequel, that's dumb. Start, start the chronological way. Like well, the chronologically, you lose a lot of the surprise moments because you already yeah, know they that's... exist. Like we already know that Darth Vader is Luke's father. If you yeah, watch and that's it, that's why I think it's dumb to like to start with the original trilogy, start with the prequel trilogy chronologically. If you don't know it already, and then go on. But then know? it takes those moments away. They're no longer an exciting surprise. No, they it takes the moments away if you watch the original trilogy first. If you watch the prequel trilogy no. first. What do you mean? No, 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 no. I think what Missy's saying particularly is because you know, 
like especially in the third episode, you know that uh, Padme gives birth to Le- Leia and Luke, and you know Anakin is the father. Then that reveal moment for Anakin, I am your father, is completely ruined when you're watching it chronologically. Yeah, yeah, but I the feel old, like Leia is my sister. Oh my gosh, that's ruined. And eh, that wasn't a very good reveal, anyways. Um, the whole. <laughs> But it was something. The whole watching them kiss is like, why are they kissing it? That moment becomes a lot more awkward than like. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, that happened in the last movie. We're just gonna forget that happened. I just, I think it would be cooler to watch the fall of the Republic, then turn into the Empire for the first time, than already knowing what's going to happen. I I kind of agree with Liam in that aspect because I don't typically like prequel stuff. Unless it's very different from the source, even different characters. I think just watching the original trilogy first, just for the one reveal of Luke, you know, I'm your father, which is like, you know, probably the most iconic reveal of all time, iconic twist of all time. I think it's way better to watch. It's I would rather sacrifice that one moment to gain all the other moments that I could get for watching the prequels for the first time in the shows and everything else. Because there's so many more moments, there's so many, I feel like, more surprises and wows, you know? Watching Anakin fall to the dark side, then, oh wow, Luke's his father, that's crazy. Now, would in that inclusion, would you include watching the Clone Wars yeah. and then like episode said, three? All, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the media okay, okay. I could in the right crowd. I will say, that it that would be kind of interesting. There's, yeah. now, this won't include watching, like, the Clone Wars and whatnot, but... There is a method of watching Star Wars called the Machete Method, where you watch episode four and five, which is Luke's story. Then you go back and you watch episode, and this, most people skip episode one because who needs it? You watch episode two and three, which is Anakin's story. And then you watch episode six, which is their stories coming together and resolving. Hmm, interesting. I've done that before when I heard about it. I'm like, I'm going to try it this way. And it kind of changes your perspective, like the way that you're watching it. So to transition away from Star Wars. Yes, please, please. Dear God, (laughs) we always talk about it. We don't need to. There's so much more media out there. I think a video game I would like to play, and I'll give two different examples. I'll give with context and without context in terms of the timeline, like I was talking before. With context, I would love to play Skyrim again for the first time because Mm. I absolutely love games that I can just walk out into a world and start massive exploration without them really telling me you have to go here and do this. And, you know, they do guide you a little bit, but you can go way off track. And I remember the first time that I played it, you know, I downloaded it, I, I booted it up. And it was totally different than any other video game at the time because it just had the logo pop up with just drums in the background. Like Bethesda's logo went boom and then it came up again. Boom, boom. And it was so different of a way to intro. It was so much more cinematic in terms of a video game to, you know, other types of media that I was on board immediately and I played the hell out of it several times and really liked it. So Skyrim is the one with context for me that I would like to play it back in the day. And I'll get to the other one later, but we can. Oh, okay. I know Mike's other one's probably Breath of the Wild, so I don't want to say that one. Nope, it's not. Uh, Okay, well, mine would definitely be Breath of the Wild, and it wouldn't even be with context. I would want to experience it now, because I I think that game is going to be a masterpiece for two decades, I think. Probably uh, maybe a decade. I don't know. It's going to last a pretty long, long time. 
because of the way they des- designed it. It has a particular art style. It's just have fun and explore. All the mechanics that they use are so well refined that you feel as if playing it now, it doesn't feel like anything has really tried to do something better than that. They all kind of just like crumble at Breath of the Wild's feet. And I love it for that. I don't know. It's just such a wonderful game that never really gives you a tutorial on anything. It just says, we're going to use some of the mechanics in previous Zelda games that you don't really need to know about, but we're going to use it specifically. You don't hit a chicken in Zelda because you know what's going to happen. You're going to get messed up, but it uses that and it's like old I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like the perfect accumulation of people who haven't played Zelda and who have played Zelda and they made it into this game. And I was one I was a person who really hadn't played Zelda and I went into it discovering all these mechanics and then feeling absolutely dumbfounded. It's the only game I've put 100 hours into one playthrough without being totally bored because my attention span is god awful. I don't know. I really don't want to spoil much of it, even though most people have probably played it. But it's just such a good game. I want to play that again for the first time. The way it does its storytelling is really unique. It allows you to just wander and tell your own stories. You see a village at the bottom of a crater and it's covered in water. And you realize, oh, this might have been like a volcano here or something. And they put small little stories in there all the place where you just you always want to keep going. And there's always something else to see. And it is a fantastic game for that that very reason. Your sense of exploration is is continuously rewarded. I think the only game that I know of that, that has kind of come close to that is Elden Ring, oh, where yeah. you're constantly looking for new things to go to, and it doesn't hold your hand like most other open world games do, with a thousand different markers on the mini-map and super quests everywhere. Elden Ring's kind of like, just go here. You'll, you you know what you're going to do. You're going to fight a really hard boss at some point, but who cares? Have fun. It, like it knows its audience and it knows it well. It's not going to say, oh, here's how you use the map and here's how you swing your sword. It's like, yep, boom, 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 done. All right, go have fun. And that's what I love about Breath of the Wild. And I also think it's sound. I, I don't know. I always, I put a definite bias when things have good sound design. Good sound design and good soundtrack. And I'm a slut for the piano. And Breath of the Wild uses piano all throughout its soundtrack. So, uh, I don't, it's just, well, experiencing it for the first time. Oh, man, that'd be great. I want to do that. Now I can think of a game that I could play without context and I could do it anytime. And I think that in 50 years, the game will probably hold up pretty well. And that's Portal 2. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because. I thought of that. I had so much fun playing it the first time and I know all the puzzles. And if I don't know the puzzles, there's something deep inside your brain that kind of knows the mechanics and puts the pieces together. There's a really cool way to make a puzzle where they tell you everything you need to do, but then you realize there's a small step that they didn't include and your brain puts the pieces together. Mm. And it's something that they don't necessarily instruct you on, but some games do this really well where you just, you think you're so clever because you figured out something that they instructed you to do, but left a tiny little bit out and portal did that fantastic portal and portal two but portal two is artistically really fun it is a great game to solve puzzles it is a good narrative and i think that it would hold up 50 years from now where you can go back and play it like you would watch star wars for the first time where you're you're gonna go okay well this this actually is pretty fun because it's very unique to its time so i had portal one on my list 
because Portal 2, I've barely seen any of to begin with, so it's still a mystery for me. But Portal 1, I've seen from start to finish, and I want to emphasize the word seen. I have not played these. I do not have the video game coordination to be able to play something even as basic as Portal. But I have watched you guys play them and just sat there enthralled, just glued to the screen as you're playing them. And the story in it was just like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. And I would love to experience that mind blowingness as the game transitioned in the middle. I'd love to experience that again. Mm -hmm. I will say I played Portal 2 like the day it came out. I think everybody I think I was living with you, Mike, at the time and everybody in the house pretty much played it like all at the same time. but. I recently played it within like the past year. I played it again because I wanted to play it before we played uh, Portal Reloaded, which was a fan-made mod. And I played it again and I was like, didn't remember any of the puzzles, remembered some of the mechanics. And I was like, this is great. I don't remember any of this. Like, (laughs) that's perfect. So, I mean, I remembered some of the story as well, but it was still like a really nice experience to go back and enjoy something that I already knew like how it would end or what was going to happen or or whatever and whatnot. But yeah, it was it was it's still it's still such a fun game. So it's nice for people who have bad memories to go back and play it after a few years. I will say a game that I actually wanted to replay would be Bioshock 1. I love that game so much and I remember playing it. I was I would play it. I'd come home, play it after school and uh, my our mom would actually watch it with us or watch me play it and I wish I could play it through again just because I thought the story was so cool and unique and different and I love the environment and the atmosphere I'm a big steampunk fan really enjoyed it for that but specifically <laughs> I feel really bad because I didn't realize how much my mom loved watching it with me but she came home one day and I was like mom I beat it I beat it and she goes oh you didn't wait for me and i felt so bad that i immediately i was like no it's fine i'll replay the ending i'll replay the ending and i re i went back and i replayed the ending even though i just beat it so that she could see all of it and so i'd want to replay it for the first time specifically with her all the way through so that i never made her feel bad (laughs) but also because it's a good game and i'd love to experience it for the first time again i did I did play Bioshock again a year or two ago, and it is definitely one of those things I would say you want to play it in context of the time. Mm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The gameplay is definitely different than what you're kind of used to today in sort of a unique way. And at the time, it was kind of revolutionary. The story's great, right? And it's, it's really nice. But when you look back on it, playing it without context, it might seem a little jarring and very antiquated, which is Mm. it's funny to see how quickly the games industry has progressed in terms of how they do gameplay and storytelling sort of combined, because the storytelling there is hailed as, you know, one of the best ever. But the gameplay does not, unfortunately, hold up too well. Yeah. Okay. Still fun, though. I mean, I, I, had, I had a good time <laughs> when I played it. I was just like, all right, well, it's not, not what I remember. A movie I would really love to see the first time is Hot Fuzz. First of all, oh, yeah. phenomenal that movie so that has aspects of pretty much every genre in it. Did we go see that in the theater? I can't remember. I did not. Amy, I believe, got it. And 
was showing it to the family on a Sunday afternoon or something. I was Oops. absolutely exhausted and fell asleep on the couch. Not too far into, like maybe half an hour, 40 minutes into the movie. I woke up during the reveal scene where you find out who the bad guy is. And if it was ruined for me. And having gone back and watched it again, mm. I was like, oh, this would have been such an amazing reveal. Like, this is right up my alley. And I was just so disappointed that that happened. So I would really love to experience that again. The right way. <laughs> <laughs> that movie specifically, when the ending action is happening, I saw it in theaters, I think. And up until that point, I was going, oh, this, is, this is good. It's fun. Definitely a movie that rewatching it adds to the layers. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But that ending, ending action sequence, I was dying of laughter more than <laughs> I thought I would at a movie, especially a action type movie, you know. It's so good. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. So funny. My game was Portal 2. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we all have the same ones, basically. It's a good game. <laughs> The, the reasons I have has already been explained. It's just a great game. Also, I did play Portal 2 recently as a single player by myself, and I, it was, I, I agree with you, Emi. It was really fun because like, I didn't remember how to do anything. Yeah, right? And it's it like, was, like oh, yeah. I remember the key plot points, but I don't remember the little filler plot and like mm -hmm. the little jokes. And it's, uh, it's a really funny game for no reason. For being a puzzle game, it makes me laugh way more than it should. I this is love the part where he kills you. I love Steven. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's the best part. I love yeah. Stephen Merchant in that. I it it is the, he was <laughs> so the perfect choice for that role. Yeah. It's a it's a great game. And I do have to say a lot of times that I've come across like new friends online or something or new friends in real life, one of the first things that we do to make sure to cement our friendship or to make sure that we, you know, like things are compatible is playing Portal 2 co-op. It's just an amazing experience playing it with somebody. Both co-op and single player are both goaded games. They're just amazing that are timeless and I'll always come back to. I should have done that with Aaron before we got married. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Fool. Yeah. Lost. You can't do that. <laughs> well, you can play, play It Takes Two with her. That, that's what you gotta do. Is there any that's... games that she'll play at all? We played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. We played like one oh. round of it. She's like, that was fun. And then she doesn't want to play it anymore. What? She likes oh. classic like NES games. Oh, okay. um, and she will play, you know, Super Mario Brothers. But that's about it. Like she she, mm. she doesn't, doesn't she sit down. It she doesn't like it. Aaron is that the type of person that wants to go chop down a tree and then kiln dry the wood and then build a table out of it. And <laughs> while she's building the table, she'll figure out the next project that she wants to make. Which is not a bad thing at all. It's not a bad no. thing. Just why did you guys get married again? One of these things is not like the other. Because we've got movies, we got books, we got video games, we got TV. We have chopping down wood. Yeah. Were all the classic Mario games that you had were that were those hers? Like when me and Tommy visited like three years ago. Classic Mario game. No, no, those were Mike's because they were on the Switch. But I think he bought them. I think he bought them in hopes that he and Aaron would sometimes play them. So I think it was like Super Mario Brothers I never two, had for that. yeah. I and then you were talking about a lot. You were talking about how she was like better than you in that game somehow. It was it was I think super, it was it was just Super Mario Brothers. Oh, okay. So oh. yeah, I am really bad at that game for some reason, and I, it's such a simple game. You go forward, you jump. 
And <laughs> she was destroying me when we played two player. <laughs> and then she just was like, this is all you do. All you do is play video games. I was like, no, I also go to school. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so a book series that I would love to read for the first time is called the Silo series. Specifically the first and second book, there's a lot of little points of building up and revealing and then building some more and then revealing. And mm. there's just so many moments where you're blown away with what's happened. Like, I did not see that coming. And they keep switching back and forth with, with the plot in such a unique way that you just don't get bored with it. The third book, I will say, is the weakest and doesn't have so much of the exciting reveals as it is just storyline. But just to experience the first two books again with all of those surprise moments would, oh, I would love to be able to do that. And if anyone listening has not read the Silo series, I highly recommend you check it out. It's just so good. How many books are there in the series? Three. Three, okay. It's just three. Yep. I, I also have a, two books, again, with context without maybe <laughs> same sort of similar style to what you experience where it's like a build up and then a kind of a reveal and then a little yeah. bit more build up and reveal the first one for me is the girl with the dragon tattoo i mm. loved that book for some reason i thought the writing style and the, the mystery behind it was fantastic and that is kind of my out of context one i don't i think it might hold up a little bit except for the complaining or explaining the computer parts being like this was a yeah. Pentium 4 processor <laughs> Computer with don't 32 really megabytes of RAM. And you're like, okay, that's that's really good. Anyway, <laughs> good uh, <for> you. <laughs> the one that I really want to read in context, I was a kid when I read it, and it was The Giver. And I, I was blown oh. away by that book as a kid. <laughs> I would love to read it again as like first time. If you haven't read it, I don't want to spoil it, even though I never say that, unfortunately, I just blurred out. But there is a moment. <laughs> where the idea of what you're reading and your normal senses are kind of challenged and you go oh i never realized that in this world that all these people maybe don't have that specific style of sense it's 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 a very very good book to give to third graders because it blew my mind yeah <laughs> and on top of that the movie was even better than the book i think they changed the ending of the movie so if you read the book is that with Jeff Bridges? I never saw Jeff that. Bridges. <laughs> okay, I never saw. If that. you read the book and you were not happy with the ending, go watch the movie. You'll be satisfied. Yeah, the movie is actually pretty good. I really liked it. But it's also nice seeing something that is such an old book that mm -hmm. you had to read as a kid in sort of that newer context. And I didn't remember yeah. reading the book at all. Like I remember the book and I remember vaguely what it was about. So watching the movie was actually really fun because I was like, oh yeah, that's what it was about. And it was I think it was a better movie. The movie also updated the setting based on the time yes. it was done in, which yep. made it if it if they had done it in the style that the book was done in, the context would have been like this isn't so great. But to have updated it for the newer audience, I feel like they did a really good job while still remaining faithful to the majority of of the story. Yeah. Along the lines of books, a series that I would love to reread would be the Harry Potter books because I had to sneakily read the Harry Potter books because my our parents did not like anything to do with magic. And so I would read them while I was at school <laughs> during lunch or when I should have been paying attention to class. And every single death that happened in Harry Potter was spoiled for me. 
Mm. And I tried to hide what I was reading, but inevitably people are like, oh, you're reading Harry Potter? Oh, man, I love that one because it's sad when so-and-so dies. I'm like, what? Why would you tell me that? They're like, what? I thought you read it. I'm like, no, I just, I'm just reading it. Literally reading it right now. Yeah, I specifically, specifically remember I was reading one and they were like, oh, what are you reading? I was like, oh, I'm reading this for the first time. I've never read it. I'm really excited. And like, there's particular guy who's on my shit list forever was like oh yeah i love that one so and so dies it was so sad i'm like why would you say that he goes you told me you read it before i said no i literally just told you i've never read it before and he was like oh i didn't know my bad Mm. so every death every death was spoiled for me before i read it so i would actually love to just like lock myself in a room for a week (laughs) with nobody around and just absolutely binge these books for the first time because i think that'd be knowing all of the deaths you know you you already know what's gonna happen you already know how you're gonna feel and that build up i feel like would and that reveal would have been a lot better and a lot more sad obviously but i think it it would be more interesting because i read these books with disappointment in my heart already mm. <laughs> because i'm like i already know what's gonna happen this is stupid so yeah the harry potter series absolutely I have zero patience for books because I'm just a a small brain. But one of the books that I read that was like, oh, shit, this is what books can be was The Kite Runner. And I'm not going to get too into it because there's a lot of trigger warnings uh, for The Kite Runner. But it was the first book that legitimately made me feel something when reading it, like from start to finish. I I was like, what? This is what books can be? It can make me feel emotions and I don't have to look at someone feeling emotions. I can just feel them myself. I would love to experience that again for the first time. Just not not necessarily the book itself, but just the idea of being surprised that books can make me feel emotions. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, definitely in context. It was a good book, though. Are there is there any like music, specifically songs or albums that you would love to be able to hear for the first time? So. I I specifically thought about this, and for me, because there's so many, you know, th- there is so many. Don't say Star Wars. I no, God no. <laughs> I actually don't think I like music the first time I hear it. I mm. think I if if mm. I had to like one of my favorite albums ever is Pink Floyd's The Wall. The reason why it's mm. one of my favorite albums ever is because I kind of know what's coming up, and as I'm listening to it, I hear something different almost every single time I hear it. And so I gain enjoyment by listening to it multiple times as opposed to, you know, having a, a lowered expectation for it. Obviously, there's diminishing returns at some point and you look like a probability graph where it just goes, and it's just, you know, right in the center is your maximum enjoyment. That's where you try and stop listening to it. But I don't think there's any kind of music personally. And I would love to hear if anybody else has something that they want to hear for the first time that it just enhances their experience. I have a lot of video game music does this to me, like hearing it for the first time. It just hits home and not to bring it back to Breath of the Wild, but Hyrule Castle outside and inside themes like both of them. And then hearing that there's three of the original Zelda themes woven into all of that. Listening to that for the first time, my mind was blown. And I just like I was like, okay, I have to kill all these enemies. And then I have to just stop and listen to this for the next 30 minutes. And that's basically what I did. And then when I realized the theme transitions from outside to inside so seamlessly, I was like, okay, I got to do that exact same thing again. (laughs) It was, oh, oh, man, shivers every time I listen to that. I love that music. Oh, my God. I just thought of someone. 
Are you going to renege on everything that you just yeah, said? With music, there is one thing that I really wish I could hear for the first time. And it is the theme song to Monkey Island 3, The Curse of Monkey <laughs> Island. I love oh. that track. It is so, so good. And it blew my mind as a kid hearing it for the first time because it was also, it was one of the first games that came out on CD. Not one of the first, but it was a very early mm-hmm. CD game. So you have to imagine the games before that were usually a floppy disk. So the music was typically not an audio file. It couldn't be high quality and it was usually built into the audio program. So bleeps and bloops is what you typically think of, 8-bit or 16-bit music. But The Curse of Monkey Island was on a CD and that means that they could have live musicians and they could record it and put it as an audio track. So to me, it blew my mind to hear something, Mm. you know, as a child that was so crisp and clean in a video game. And it's a really Mm -hmm. awesome theme if you haven't heard it. For me, I'm usually, if I listen to music for the first time, I'm either like, I like it or I don't like it. And I usually don't change my mind by listening to it a second time. It's usually, especially slow songs. I'm really not a fan of a lot of slow songs unless they're like minor key. And so for me, I- I'm going to disconnect myself. Just disconnect him, please. (laughs) God. No, the only thing that I could think of, because I do love a lot of songs and music is such a big part of of who I am. The only one that I know for a fact that I would love to listen to for the first time again would be the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack, Mm. because that's what made me fall in love with the Pirates of the Caribbean movie first time. Like, I don't care. My first experience of what I saw it, I don't remember, which is fine. So what I what my actual first experience of seeing the movie was. I remember that and it was great. I don't need to re-experience that experience again, but the soundtrack specifically, I just remember like, it felt like there was something that like awakened in me when I heard that soundtrack. And I like, I, I was like, the whole trajectory of my entire life is now changed. And I don't know that that's necessarily true, but that's how it felt listening to it for the first time. So I would absolutely love to listen to that soundtrack for the very first time again. <laughs> Because when I did when I did hear the music for the first time, it was a compilation of all of the music. So it wasn't even the soundtrack. So I would love to go back and just, hey, you would you'd like this. Listen to it and just listen from start to finish the whole thing. I think it, I think I'd be blown away. I'd hope that I'd be blown away. I tend with music to if I'm not really into it, there's the opportunity that I will become into it after subsequent listenings, whereas I don't usually go the other direction. I don't usually start to not like a song after originally liking it. So re-listening to things does improve it for me. Yeah, there's so many like trash pop songs that I hate the first time I hear. And the more Mm -hmm. I listen to it, the more I'm like, okay, this is kind of catchy. I'm never going to tell anybody, but it is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it doesn't doesn't mean I'm guaranteed to because there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, this sucks. I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah, there's there's definitely yeah. those where you just you're instantly turned off. But yeah, it's but it's there, almost yeah. There what, are some where it's like at first, I'm like, what were they doing with this? What what was the goal here? And that after I keep listening to, it, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can get into this. There's very few. I mean, music's super different for me, but there's very few songs that I instantaneously like fall in love with. Another one is for a game that hasn't even come out yet. It was just a. Uh, a sample song. It's called Lace from Hollow Knight Silk Song. And it's literally, it's just a quartet. That's all it is. But man, is it the most awesome, epic quartet 
that made me feel so much emotion and the game hasn't even come out yet. I'm like, oh, if I could listen to that again for the first time, just have that wow factor of being surrounded by such wonderful composing and playing. Ah, I'd love that. I think that's why media is really fun in general because of the fact that you have these things that you love that you've been able to listen to and experience for the first time and you rewatch or replay or re-listen or reread and you get to enjoy them over and over again. But it's really exciting when you get to discover that new thing that you love just as much that you get to experience for the first time. So even though we can't actually go back and re-experience all these wonderful things for the first time, it's really nice when you get to discover that new thing that gives you just as much joy experiencing it for the first time. Yeah. Which is probably what makes all of these industries so popular (laughs) is you get to continually experience new things, which is great. Well, I, I think you can especially look at the media that is produced nowadays and how it is very heavily IP based and it is yeah oftentimes from older material that people who are Gen X or millennials will grab onto and go I remember that when I was a kid and therefore I want to rewatch it and it's a it's a constant chasing of the dragon for that first time you watched it and I think that's kind of why I'm sick of things like Star Wars is because I'm never going to get that high from it that I did when I was a kid. And there's so, so much great content out there that can change you as an artist and inspire you in ways that you never thought of. And by watching the same thing over and over, I think you actually dilute your palette capabilities a bit because you're limiting yourself to one kind of content repeatedly and even if it's nostalgia bait based upon an ip it's it's something that i'm personally trying to get away from where i don't need to watch the newest thing and i don't need to rewatch the newest thing i need to just find different things to experience so that i guess is where i'm at with do you want to watch something a second time or do you want to rewatch it for the first time maybe maybe i just watch something different i always try to put new things in in my media consuming palette because you're you're always going to find something that you don't think you would like and then you turns out you really do like i mean for me definitely midnight mass is one of those things if mike described that show in its entirety leaving out the spoilers i think i'd be like nope uh uh uh-uh, no i don't want to watch a show but actually you know sitting back and viewing it and then really thinking about it it's something i was like wow this is it felt so entirely original and different from everything else that's happening right now. And it was wonderful. So yeah, consuming new things is something I always recommend because there's going to be tons of things that you don't like. Sure, whatever. But there's always going to be that one thing that sweeps you by your feet and takes you by surprise. And you're like, oh my gosh, I love this thing. I need to recommend it to other people. Yeah. In worst case, if you watch stuff that you don't like, you can learn from it still. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our podcast today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate you using your time to experience our shenanigans and listening to us silly, ridiculous people. And we would love to hear from you. What are some things that you guys would love to experience for the first time? Have you guys seen and or or played or read any of this stuff that we have? Go experience it and let us know what your first experience was with the things that we've already experienced so we can partake in the joy together experience does that make sense experience 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 
If you want to reach out to us, we are 1L2N Productions on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. And you can visit us at our website, which is 1L2NProductions.com. And if you like what we're doing here and you want to help support us, that would be super awesome and much appreciated. And you can head on over to our Patreon. And the last word of the day is going to go to Liam. Take it away. If someone hates you for no reason, give them one. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.